Tales from TV. In this episode of Tales from TV, we continue our conversation with Andrew Curtis and hear part two of his stories about what he experienced and saw while he filmed all the seasons of the reality sensation Jersey Shore. We hope you enjoy it. Anyways, so we were talking about filming sex and what it's like to film <laughs> actual in. sex, like on these shows, and I wasn't, I wasn't ready to do that. Like it was, it was just handed to me. It just, just I saw, look. I think the first time was, it was obviously it was night cam and stuff like that. So I, I like, I turned the camera away. I'm just like, well, nobody, this isn't for air. Obviously, it's right. not going to make TV. Right. Um, and somebody said like, no, no, no. Just <laughs> wait a minute. Keep the camera on them. I'm like, Ugh. oh, okay. So I, at the, in that moment, I, I started to like try to film it, like make it <laughs> look like it's going to be on air kind of thing. And at one point, our, our producer was just like, no, 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 just wide. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm like, okay. Uh, later, uh, um, so there, I mean, there's ways to get things shot in those moments that will make error. Okay. And, and it's obviously it's if it's for story, if it's for humor, because like the things that I've seen make it to air are things like, you know, somebody grabbing a condom or like when you don't expect two people hooking up mm. and we're all watching. <laughs> that sounds horrible to say, but we're all watching. But they know you're watching. It's not like they, they don't do. know. They, and they, they know what they're know. doing and it's their choice to proceed or not proceed. Correct. It's still kind of creepy, though. Like, it's weird. I mean, it's, creepy's the wrong word because it's not. But it's just. It's still kind of weird. It turns into a game for us. Okay. The way it works. So I, I, I forget who it was. I think it was uh, uh, LM who came with came up with the idea of, of uh, the Casper. So when you're watching <laughs> people play under the sheets, they kind of look like Casper the Friendly Ghost. So we were just like full on Casper. We're shooting a full Casper. And they would like, people would be trying to figure out like what they're doing and da 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 da. They were always wrong. I only know this because I would listen. Because so you guys can hear they're mic'd up. Well, no, there's plant mics. There's oh surveillance microphones along with the. Do they know that? Of course they do. Yeah, yeah they know where everything. Okay. Like they, our sound department was brilliant. They would plant them in the headboards of the beds. Oh my god! So they could, if you if you needed. Oh my to, god! Pause. When you said plant mics, I thought literally thought of a potted plant <laughs> of with a mic did. in it. I didn't realize you meant they were planted. God. But you know I think what? I'd know better. You should. To be fair, <laughs> they do like every hidden camera show I've ever worked on. The plants on tables. Um, they would put microphones in plants in the center of the table. You could put the microphone and they would like glue them down. But oftentimes restaurants, especially people would try to move the plant. And that was always like, <laughs> oh, shit, they're moving the plant. So I don't know if that's the same, like how they came up with plant mic. But it's funny. It seems fair. So uh, you could so hear what they were saying, doing, I, moaning. Ugh. You would hear all sorts of things you don't want to know about. Um, but filming... The only reason, the only advantage to listening was knowing when they were going to get up. That's the only thing I'm worried about. I'm worried. I, I, I don't care what they're doing. I'm actually. because yeah, you're just doing your job. You're not trying to, like, get invested. Honestly, I'm happy for them. <laughs> they're, they're in there. They're having a good time. You're Everybody's having fun. <laughs> Fucking Every, great. Consensual adults. Like, yeah. it's all good. Good for you. Have a, have a nice <laughs> night. Enjoy yourself, okay. whatever. Okay. The only thing I'm worried about is when they're about to kick them out so I can film it. That's the only thing I have to catch. Mm. That's really all I'm worried about. Are they, okay. Nobody spends the night. 
Nobody. Nobody just, spends a night. Okay. Mostly. Like, 99.99999% of the time, they're gone. Yeah, it's just a hookup. It's not... Exactly. Ugh, weird. Okay. But but I get it. Like, that's, that's, that's what it is. That's... That's part of this life, that's I guess. That's this life, yeah. And even, I mean, obviously, season one, it was a struggle to bring people back to a house full of cameras. And then later, it just seemed like easy street. Because kids were lining up to come into that house and party. Yeah. Uh, how did that play with your mental stability as a father of oh, daughters? God. <laughs> oh, awful. Especially coming from a conservative background. Like, you were raised pretty religious. I know you're not much anymore, but... Yeah, no, look, I, um, some of the people, I guess the term star fucker, Mm -hmm. and I go, oh, that, okay, now I get it. These are, these are like groupies and star fuckers and, and whatever that, that little slot of existence is, that's, that exists. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I'm not shaming them, but I, I just don't understand the value of it. Um, and I think that's what was kind of like rolling around in my head is like I don't understand why people would want to come into this house and be with these people I understand wanting to like hang like partying with them sure that mm-hmm. seems like fun I don't understand the people who are just like I just want to go and have sex with this person on the show because they're on the show right that to me is a mind blow and I can't figure it out um, but I guess for some people that's their some people thing. that's great but I, ca- I can't imagine <laughs> being married to somebody and then just going like wait a minute <laughs> you sucked off the situation? <laughs> like, wait a when minute. When you were in your 20s? Wait, I'm an Eskimo brother with a sitch? Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. That's horrific. Stop. <laughs> wait a minute. I'm Eskimo. I got to tie. I'm going to get on Twitter right now and text them. Stop. <laughs> Yo, we're Eskimo brothers. Stop. My wife with three Gross. kids. Gross. <laughs> Stop it. Did the cast ever interact with you guys at all? Did they ever interact with the crew? That, so, I mean, the cast doesn't interact with the crew in that, like, this happened later. When we were doing, like, Snook Wow and Vacation and all of that, we would go, we would film, and then they would be, there would be a cut, and we'd put it down, and, like, you, you could have chit-chats um, with the conversation. The, the first time, <laughs> the first time I ever had an interaction, um, we were in Seaside, and we were shooting inside that little tiny hole of a control room. And what would happen is the cast would bring people back, and there was a holding area. It was like the parking lot for this pizza place next to the shore house. And, uh, and Polly took off, and he ran into the control room. <laughs> and, he, and he started saying shit. Because like, I remember it was me and, and, and Ryan uh, was shooting, and, and he came in, and he's all, what's up? And he just started, like, yelling shit on the camera. He's like, yo, this and that. And it was funny as fuck. Uh, and then a producer quickly, like, ran in and was like, you can't be in here. Get out of like, this room. Look at this shit. And he was just, like, <laughs> talking about all the cameras and stuff. Um, that was I, – I never got to see it first person, but I always heard stories about uh, – at the end of the show, they would take, like, two, three days and shoot interviews with the mm. cast to, like, really wrap up the story. Um, what they would do – is sometimes they would bring, like, the cast members into the control room, and they would kind of get this, like, oh, shit, you see everything. everything. You, oh, my God, you see everything. Oh, that, oh, shit. And they would have that <laughs> fucking moment. 
And, and I just wish I could have seen some of their faces when that happened. That would have been such a magical thing. <laughs> such a magical moment. <laughs> like, for example, the mirror cam. We didn't have one season one. But somebody, I think it was Brad, actually, our, our director, said, like, it would be great if we had a camera behind a two-way mirror. So in Miami, we had a two-way mirror, and that was the mirror cam. Oh, my God. Because we would spend hours filming people just doing makeup and, and looking in mirrors and primping and curling and whatever. So that mirror cam became a thing, and I believe that they took people into the control room in Miami, and they're like, well, here's what it is. And they were just like, what's that camera? And it was such an aha, oh, shit. <laughs> Like, that's a mere camera. <laughs> Is there ever a time when you stop filming? Stop filming. Um, I've only been asked to stop filming when it's like producers step in for like legal issues and stuff like that. Okay. It's rare. Okay. Sometimes, and I, I never know. Sometimes I'm just like, am I filming this or not? Right. And a lot of times the answer is yes, but... Um, I've been asked to, to stop filming. On this show? Uh, no. No. Okay, not on Jersey Shore. The one I'm currently on, yeah. Okay. Interesting. There's there's little moments where they're just like, don't film this. I'm oh. Like, oh, okay. Okay. Um, tell us about the day, or rather the evening, Snooki got punched. And I know you weren't even, you weren't even there. I was but, at home. But you heard about it. And I mean, that was, I think, a pivotal polarizing moment for this show. And really... One of the main reasons why I think that first season was watched so much. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the cast knew... I mean, they know why the show was watched. It wound up being a really well-made show. Right. Um, Hugely successful. Hugely popular. I heard many seasons later, the guy that punched her couldn't get a job because... Obviously, he's when punching you, people. You can't be punching women, or you can't be punching anybody. Just go, punching them. He double clocks. Like he punched the shit out of her, yeah. unprovoked. Like really, that guy really has issues, and that's not okay. Yeah. So I mean, but then it does beg the question: like, how how long do you have to pay for that? I, I don't know the answer to that, but but it's he a, punched, and he signed a release. Like this guy signed a release and knew he was going to be on TV, and then he still punched a person, a woman. Like, what does was, this guy do in private? That's the question. Yeah. That's terrifying. It, it's kind of haunting, actually, to, to realize people like that exist. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he... On, it, really, it's crazy how awful that punch looks and how little damage is there. What do you mean, how little damage? She got punched in the face. Right, and you would think that she would just be like, broken jaw, broken nose, bloody yeah. eye. Yeah, all oh, that. yeah, because like, she's, she, she's she, a little scrapper, dude. She's <laughs> like, tiny. She's But she's, she's tough, micro. apparently. She's like four foot one. She's not four foot one. She's like 17 inches tall. She's not. <laughs> you can put it in your pocket. She is tiny. <laughs> um, we, we saw her at that premiere that one time, and I was like, oh, fuck, so I've worked tiny. around here for years. Um, but so the punch felt around the world, man. I mean, that. I know the punch made for uh, really good TV. and, and But isn't that awful? Because that's violence against is. people, and particularly violence against women. I mean, that's horrific. Well, that guy, I mean, he's huge. Here, he, this is the only thing that I know about because I'm all everything about that punch was secondhand. 
Right, because you weren't there anymore. You, I wasn't there. Season one, you get hired to go work for two weeks I, and go home. Right. It was 14 days. And what did you say? You said, I'm ne- like, this is the dumbest, like, I'm never coming back to this place. <laughs> okay. Thank God I never have to go back to Here's, Seaside Heights. Yeah, no. Getting on that airplane in JFK and flying to LAX, and I thought, oh, thank God I will never have to come back to this shithole again. Oh, my God. And even that? even season two, <laughs> season two is hilarious. We went to Miami, and Miami was fantastic. It was so good. It was so good with Perdeem and everything like that. I bought um, personalized iPods for the tech crew. And and on the iPod, I put, fuck Seaside Miami 2009 or whatever the thing. Right, right, right. I was just like, oh, no, it was Seaside sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Miami 2010. Right, right, right. Or whatever year we were there. Um, Anyway, I gave those away. Uh, That was (laughs) because I was just like, there should be a gift when we give them and that was that was a lot of fun, but the but punch the, going back to the punch that that was completely obviously because the show is non scripted, so that yeah. was just this guy. This she, is so this is what I know secondhand from everything. It was a really really slow night. Um, they were just doing you know like hanging out at a bar, mm-hmm, hanging out, mm-hmm. doing shots and whatever. Uh, and this guy signed his release and got into the group, and he was just like drinking like an asshole. And so the cast would keep ordering shots. And I think they were paying for them themselves with the money they made from the t-shirt shop. So this was like, no, these are ours. Right. And he kept drinking their shots. So Snooky was like getting in his face, like, those are ours. Don't fuck me. Get the fuck me. Being, mm. being annoyed that he was drinking their shots. Which I would be. Yeah. And if you rewatch the footage, this guy is totally, <laughs> totally drunk at this point. And he just... I don't know. He's had enough. He doesn't. He barely looks her way and just like clocks the the dude next to him and her at the same time. And then he. Gets oh yeah, a, he hit two people, didn't he? Yeah, it's a twofer. Oh my it's, god. Yeah. Yeah, you can't be going around hitting people like that. Like this guy's a menace. I know. What's your end game at that? Like, point? what do you think? And you signed. Really, I mean, I guess. I mean, you said it's before he, was, he punched anybody. Yeah. And I'm sure. Right, but like, I guess you're not thinking about the release that you signed. But like, he knows he's on camera. Is he just? Was he trying to be tough? Was he trying to get? I don't know. Look, if yeah. people go to Seaside and they get crazy, that's you why said I, that people in Seaside are very like machismo, and there's a lot there's of, a lot of testosterone and aggression rolling around that place. I've been, yeah. There, I think. Look, I don't know if we want to air this one. Season one, I was walking home from the house by myself. Probably a mistake. Um, the mile walk. The mile, because you know. And like, what time is it? Oh, it's 3, 2 a.m. I don't know. It's oh early. God, Andrew, early. you're a father. You need to make better decisions. <laughs> I probably do. Anyways, I'm walking by myself, and there's a guy on a bicycle, like, coming at me. Obviously, just going the other way. Nothing. I'm not looking at this person. Nothing. No, you're just minding your business. He rides by, and he goes, faggot. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what what, did, what I did I do? I'm just walking. I'm not walking. Did a you particular did you say way. anything back to him like fuck you or did you just ignore? Were you just like and I was so floored that anybody would have any problem with me? I was just like, <laughs> what the fuck? did that actually happen? <laughs> and to this day, I have no idea. I think in my head, I was like, I wish I knew kung fu because I would just tell him to fuck off <laughs> and then and, and then, then get nothing. into a fight. We'd just be like, do something, do something, do anything. <laughs> But yeah, no, I was just like, what the shit just happened? I mean, isn't there, there's a whole Instagram dedicated to seaside. Yeah. Creatures of seaside. It's so good. And it's pretty <laughs> true to life from what you've told me about it's the time you've spent there. It's 
that. That is how it is. Now, can you speak to... Oh, that was another thing that I was going to say uh, real quick, was that I think I was walking to work. Another day. Another day, seasons later when it wasn't so aggressive. And some guy was like... There was like a group of four people, and I kind of like walked between them. It was by the laundromat we used. And I was on my phone, and the guy, one of them was like, hey, can I use your phone? And I was like, no. <laughs> Go find a payphone. Like, fuck off. No, yeah, you can't no, use I don't know my you. phone. Yeah. Hi, stranger on the street. Oh, of course, use my phone. By the way, you're not, there's no emergency. What is this need to use my phone? Yeah. And then he just started berating me because I said no. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't give a shit. Go ahead. Like, <laughs> scream all you want. Go punch sand. Fuck off. Um, so going back to what I wanted you to speak to a little bit was your experience rolling into Seaside, season one. They didn't know these kids. They didn't know this production. They didn't want you guys there. Yeah. You guys are taking over hotels full of crew people. And my experience with the crew, because I've traveled with you on some shows, is y'all are feral. (laughs) Y'all work long hours, hard jobs. It's a very labor-intensive job working on a film crew, whether it's a TV show, a commercial, a movie, scripted, Mm -hmm. unscripted, doesn't matter. Like, the crew is a hard-working bunch of people, so you play hard. We so, yeah. especially if you're working at night yeah. and you get off, you know, two, three, four, five, six a.m. even, and you're like, mm-hmm. I need to get a drink. I need to unwind. <laughs> I need to hang out with my friends. I need to do these things. So I can only imagine that these towns are like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, you guys are rolling in, taking over, being dicks. No offense. No, it's But I've seen you. It's true. And, and like, how, how are you received by the actual people of Seaside? I heard a story... I heard a story about how Hollywood wasn't supposed to be in California. Oh. Originally, um, Hollywood and movie making was supposed to happen in Florida. Okay. So what happened was, is Florida said, yes, 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 bring, bring, bring all us this production, the money. bring all this right. work and, and do it. Uh, do it here. And I don't know which town in Florida, but the story I heard was that this film production moved into this town in Florida and they started to do production. And the group of people that were involved with this were so rowdy mm. that eventually they just they like they drank too much and fought and do all this do everything rowdy so bad that Florida said stay the fuck out of our state don't ever come <laughs> so this back. is like in the early 1900s this is like 1930s or 20s <laughs> okay. or something like silent just like, these are the talkies these people are maniacs <laughs> don't ever come don't back come here. and that, that makes that's so that, much yeah I was sense saying that tracks me. for it a film it makes so much sense so you roll into seaside so we roll into seaside and they hate us they don't they don't want us there and i don't blame them we're we're a rowdy group um and look, when you're working that many hours, when you blow off steam, you really double down on blowing off steam. And what is there to do in Seaside but drink and play skee-ball? <sighs> skee-ball's pretty sick, though. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's skee-ball. <laughs> I love skee-ball. Uh, it, but I think, look, season one was tough because we, we didn't have our legs under us as far as, like, the, the, the town, the hotel, the, the, the living space. There was nothing... We didn't enjoy much of it yet. You're living in the carnival. And, and the police don't want you there because you guys are up all night being loud. <laughs> well, when you get off in the middle of the night and you're just like, okay, well, I have some hours to blow off. Uh, you tend to like, we, we would spend a lot of time at the hotel outside just chilling, uh, uh, relaxing, enjoying refreshments and hors d'oeuvres. And we would get loud, and people would call the cops constantly on us. Or they just decided they wanted to harass the shit out of us. I don't know. It was probably a little bit of both. 
Um, are there so other poor people staying at this hotel with you, or is it just the crew? I'm pretty sure this was just because I can't imagine being like a mom on vacation and like oh, I'm staying at awful. this hotel with these assholes. Yeah. Like, no offense to you and your peeps, but no, like that no. would be tough. Be offensive. We didn't give a shit. <laughs> like we were just like, no, I'm off work, and I'm going to show you I'm off work because I'm allowed. Okay. Uh, no, so just in particular, season one, it didn't happen after that. Season one, though, we'd just be outside on the balcony hanging out, and you'd see like three cop cars roll in, and we would scatter. Uh, Why would you scatter? You're an adult. I know, but we did. We I just didn't want to look. You didn't want to be like <laughs> I don't know, blindsided by some fucking Keystone cop with some something to prove and. And lose your job, and there's so a lot. So you just avoided the cops. Just avoiding the cops was like a chore, and that was just what you did. But after season one, they oh. wanted you guys there because of the money, right? Of course, yeah, it makes sense. It, it was for some reason it got popular to go to Seaside. Mm. Um, people were coming in from everywhere, which means everybody was making money. You know, you can go and stay in the Shore House. It's I like do a hotel. Know that. Would yeah. you ever want to go do that? No. <laughs> Never. Never. The only the funniest thing for me is how every, you can still go into the house and there's all the holes from all the wires we had to run. Oh, there's, for all the spy cams and stuff. The <laughs> interview rooms were in the basement, in the garage, and so there's still holes and and like wow. all of that still exists. And that that to me is the funniest part. Now, how many people were on the crew? You were filming these kids twenty four seven. How many people? How many people is that on a crew? Rotating. I want to say it was probably like 130 to 100. So over 100 people. Yeah. And Do what, one film crew by itself is a, a camera operator, an assistant camera, and a sound person. And that's not including like a producer that's with them. So we're already, that's just four people on one crew. And then like season one, there were six of those crews plus. Plus you, the, the guys that had run in the spike. Plus hands. the tech department, which is like. I think Story. we got up to like six or eight people at some point. Wow. Okay. So then where's everybody going to the bathroom? <sighs> Seaside always had... <clears throat> the control room was next to a pizza shop. It, the, the control room was like a store. It used to be a store. Mm. Um, so the only toilet that was available, at least season one, was the, the bathroom that was attached to the pizza shop. That's one toilet. It's one toilet, and it's used by the public. The, other, the only other option was across... From across the boardwalk was the lifeguard station, which had public toilets. Ew, like lifeguard toilets, like out at the beach, like not, not, no. It was like there was a building; it was inside. Okay, so but, you're you're they're not providing a bathroom for right. you guys at the all. The problem with the lifeguard station was it closed at like 10 p.m. So yeah, so you I guys had, on the night crew. Yeah, we were screwed. Did you have access to the pizza bathroom though? Yeah, that was all night? night, but it was a single toilet. And the funny thing about that was the... what if you have a stomach flu or, like, you ate some chili? Oh, you're you're fucked. (laughs) You're going to be... No, I think everybody else is fucked at that point. Well, at that point, you... So what what we would do, there was... The bathroom was always such a challenge. uh, Because to comfortably use the bathroom, you'd rather be at your hotel, obviously. Obviously, but that's a mile away. Right. And sometimes we'd just be like, uh, I'm going to my hotel. I'll be back in, like, 30. Because it was that much like travel time, using yeah. the bathroom. Yeah, but like, shit. and that's like people know they're like, oh, okay, and yeah, you're yeah, just like, I get it, I got it. Um, but the problem with the pizza shop was that the the owner, or at least one of the guys who would make pizzas there, was this like old Russian dude who would go into the bathroom and just smoke cigarettes in the bathroom. In the bathroom, 
Why and not I, go outside? Maybe this was his like special space. I don't know. But yeah. so sometimes you'd be like knocking on the door. Like I need to fucking use the bathroom, guy. Yeah. Later, later we got like porta potties and stuff. And okay, so it that's did, not. It did better. get better, but not well, really. That's like losing a bet. I mean, <laughs> we're getting second place in a competition. I mean, kind of. So, so you worked on all these, oh God, all these seasons. Now, what was it like going from Seaside to Miami? Like, was that amazing, or was such, it just like, eh? Oh, such a like such a flip. So different, so nice. Uh, I mean, again, Seaside only had like we had to look around to find like good food and 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 decent places to like hang out and be place. Miami has everything. I think the best part about Miami was it's just like a regular city, and the rooms were spectacular. They were they yeah, had kitchenettes. I your room was really nice. That was, was when we came out to see you and yeah. stay there and like yeah, actually see everybody. And Miami was fantastic. Like there was, I'll, I'll also put it this way: um, every day in Miami, I would wake up, I would go to the gym, and then when I was done with the gym, I would go get like a, a smoothie. <laughs> gym tan laundry. I yourself. totally did it. I totally did. I adopted Except the, for the GTL. Tan. Yeah, no, I can't get tan. That's it's, I'm just allergic to to uh, yeah. any of that. But I would I would go to the gym. I would go to a smoothie, and then I'd go to the beach, and I'd walk in the water for like an hour. Well, because the beach there is so nice, and the water's so warm. And here's my thing: I only put my feet in the water in seaside once. And it wasn't even during Jersey Shore. It was like Snookwow or something. And I was like, I have never put my feet in the water. I got to do it one time. <laughs> and that is it. I only did it was once. Was it everything you'd hoped it would be? It, I just, every year at that place, it was just like, it was such a wild, wild shore. I just, mm-hmm. people drown like every single year. Tie or under toe or some. It was kind of like, I think uh, Ryan, Ryan Campbell said it was like a, it's not like the West Coast where it's like you go walking into the ocean and it's this gradual downgrade until mm. you're like waist deep. He said there it was like a, sh- oh, like like a, a shelf. shelf. It was like it's two feet and then it's like 20. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'm not – I don't want to play in that water. Well, Florida was so nice just because the water was so clear and so warm. I, mean, I just remember like what a Florida stark difference beautiful. that beach was to the beaches here in Malibu that we go to. You know, my first That was my first time in Miami and I loved it. The second time I went to Miami, I – didn't enjoy it nearly as much. Why is that? The hotel was really Wait, rough. was that for not for this show? That was the first family vacation. Family vacation, got yeah, it. So much it's hard later. to keep all of the shows in I know. in uh, order. Um, my favorite memory of Miami, I mean, obviously, look, I never... The perk of being married to somebody who works in TV and film and, and what have you is sometimes you get to travel to them if they're in a cool place doing something cool. You know, they're staying in a hotel for free. Mm-hmm. You know, you can travel out there. I never once wanted to go to New Jersey. <laughs> never <laughs> once was I like, hey, I can't wait to come out there. But when you were in Miami, I was like, hey, <laughs> I'm coming out. And so I, I brought our, we only had one kid at the time, came out there, stayed with you for a week, saw all the sights in Miami, hung out, and we went to see How to Train Your Dragon in I the theater. Love that and to this day, that is like such a, like a visceral memory and such a, like, it's like a core memory. That like whole that, spot, actually. That, yeah. I, the, the family vacation when we went back to Miami, I went mm-hmm. and saw a play on, on that, like, row of... Nice. It's like an outdoor mall, Yeah, basically. yeah, it's like, like a strip mall, kind of, but nice, but nice. Stuff. Really great. Miami style. Yeah. Yeah, Miami's rad. Like, I, I liked Miami. Fantastic. Miami movie. was cool. Um, what about Firenze, Florence? <sighs> I want to go back so bad. So that's a place you went on Productions Dime that you would pay to go back to. Here's how that one... <clears throat> that one was tough. 
Only, like, I remember when uh, Pam was talking to Vinny. Pam's an EP and uh, Vinny uh, of the cast. And she was like, hey, like, you do, ha- like, you have family over in, in Italy, right? And he was like, yeah, I do. And that was, they were starting to spin this wheel of, like, we're going to go to Italy. This is going to be a big deal. And it wound up being a big deal. It was fantastic. And I, it was really but, in a bank? They stayed in a bank, an old was, bank? Yeah, it was an old bank. We can, like, every, every place, I mean, the Shore House is just the house, but even Miami was like a hotel, but they ripped down walls and converted it into a quote-unquote house. But the bank was like... The, the bank uh, was an, an old bank. And that's why the walls were concrete. <laughs> yeah. And that's why that I mean, that's fight, that's a lot getting up to that. But so let's talk about that fight, because you filmed that fight. You filmed the famous I situation did. and Ronnie fight yeah, at was, the bank. Well, the not the bank. It's the converted bank, which was right. there. Where the they house they, they stayed in. <laughs> I just remember it was like kind of a weird, fiery night for Ronnie. He was just like kind of. He a, was on one. He was on one. He was on a rampage, and I remember Mike was. God, he was waiting at the phone, like laying on the lounge, just kind of waiting. And Ronnie was just like ran over to him and like picked up the chair that he was on. He was just like, "Get the fuck out!" And you and, were actually filming this with this yeah, like, yeah, so, yeah, okay. yeah. I was totally filming this. Um, and then just Mike got in the room and he said in interviews like. I thought I was just kind of like I was going to uh, uh, psych him out by smashing my head through the wall. That's what he thought I was going to do. I was just, I'll just get crazy and smash my head through the wall. Um, he just didn't realize that the walls were cement, like three feet of concrete. And I remember when he bashed his head into that wall. And we were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. And he like kind of came back and he was like, you're getting ready to fight. And then he just sort of like fell down and it was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> And then I think the security had run in at that point and like kind of broke it up and 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 whatnot. But yeah, he he had to go to the hospital that morning and everything. Crazy. And then they like. <laughs> and then he had a neck brace and he, he looked silly. <laughs> so what did you did you get to see the sights while you were in Italy and and because I remember you worked so much and you were on the night shift, I feel like you kind of got shafted a little in terms Italy. of your ability to see a lot. Italy, so when I landed, I I got to see, um, <laughs> that was the most bizarre thing. Here's how it happened. I, uh, Louis, Popa, and a bunch of other people were, like, already in Italy, uh, doing the build and all that other stuff. And um, it was, like, under a week. It was under, like, five or seven days, and I just text Louis, and I was like, hey, man, am I, am I on this? Because I haven't heard anything. And he just sent me a text. He's like, you got nothing? And I was like, yeah, nothing. Nobody's, I got nothing. Mm. And then within like three hours, I got my itinerary. And I was like, three days out, you're like, you're flying to Italy. And you're going to go work for like eight weeks. And that's always bittersweet for me. But I I know. (laughs) Because I'm like so sad you're going, but I'm glad that you're working. It's that same thing. Like the phone call changed my whole life. And I had three days to manage my affairs and then get on a plane and go shoot the show in a foreign country. Yeah. <clears throat> the best part about Italy was when I landed, um, there was already crew there. They'd already been doing the build. They built the house and all this other stuff. Um, but when I landed, I found out the cast was like, uh, they were they were like not going to shoot. They said, our contracts are bad. We're not. This so they were like protesting crap. or like. Yeah, they were just like, we're not going to They were striking. Go. Yeah, they were, they were on strike essentially. And so when I landed, it was essentially like, hey, welcome. You have four days off. <laughs> in beautiful like, Italy. I was like, oh. And it was funny because especially that day, um, 
the crew had been on like a wine tour. <laughs> so when I got to my hotel, everybody was like, "Ah, oh, hey, welcome!" And so like, and was out. the hotel amazing? The hotel was okay. Oh, just okay. Okay. My room was kind of creepy, actually. Okay. It was weird. Oh, what was weird about it? It was just like this dark corner, and <laughs> and like I opened my window, and it's just like three feet from a wall. And <laughs> other people had great rooms and with like great views, and, and there was like a mm-hmm. little courtyard and stuff. I didn't have that. You just view. didn't. My have view that. was just like here's some shutters. And so, enjoy. what was your best day off there? What did you guys do? Days off. I don't know if I ever had days off. You did some fun stuff in Italy, I feel like, didn't you? I did. I w- so I would I would wake up like three in the afternoon during when like every restaurant was closed. <clears throat> and I found this um this one shop that did that was open and they would have like uh, Euros and stuff and I would grab one and walk to work. Um the walk was fantastic. Um the coolest thing about that walk is that Assassin's Creed two, the video game was all based in Florence. Mm. And so when I play that game now, I go exactly to where my hotel is and I can walk straight <laughs> can to walk work. Your old it's the route. coolest shit. <laughs> That's awesome. It's so funny. And I'm just like, they map this so perfectly. It's like <laughs> um, I had some fabulous days off there actually. I, I remember I remember there's a point in the river near the hotel where all the bridges are. Ponte Vecchio, Ponte de Vecchio. I'm gonna tear up how it how it said but it's like the last, it's very famous looking. There's shops and stuff over this one bridge. It didn't get destroyed in the war. That mm. was like the big deal. But there's this one point where there's a cement barrier where a lot of the locals go and fish. Oh. And I remember buying like a pack of cigarettes and going out in the middle of that. And I have, I, th- I probably had like a beer. <clears throat> I probably had a beer and like a pack of cigarettes. And I just remember like sitting there in like the sun and smoking and chilling out <laughs> and enjoying like just uh, being in Italy yeah, in the Just enjoying it. Um, I love that. I remember I was jealous, <clears throat> obviously, because I wanted to go to Italy. And um, and then you, after Italy, you came home. We went right to Mexico. Yeah. We went on vacation. And then you went right back to Seaside. Yes. Right after that. So it was like you were in Italy one week, home for a week, Mexico for a week, mm-hmm. back to Seaside. Mm-hmm. And then I found out I was pregnant with <laughs> our second child uh-huh. while you were in Seaside. And I had... I was going to a movie premiere and Kate came over and I was getting ready to go out. And then I, I just remember feeling off and taking the pregnancy test and finding out and being like, holy shit, I got to tell Andy and calling you on the phone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Hey, I've got really important news to tell you. And you're like, yeah, I'm literally filming right now. What's up? And I'm like, well, call me back. And you're like, I can't call you back. What is it? And I was like, I'm pregnant. Yeah. And I told you this as you were literally filming <laughs> That yeah. season of Jersey Shore, and that's yeah. such a it's another core memory mm-hmm. associated with this show in, of know. my life. Like it's so crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> that was so it's funny. It's so amazing. <laughs> so amazing. So tell me about the season you guys all got bikes. It might have been that season, actually. Was it that season? It, yeah. So that's like, what season like five. Se- four. No, season five, wouldn't four it be? Four or five. Well, yeah, because it was Seaside, Miami, Seaside, Italy, Seaside. Yeah, so so season five, five probably. But the thing, the thing that was weird was we didn't know that they were trying to do, like, basically fly from Italy to Seaside. That was, like, introduced to us, like, right after we started shooting. We were all just kind of like, oh. And luckily, we had already planned that vacation to Mexico, so I was like, well, not me. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> like, I've already got this thing. And luckily, we were able to get around it. But yeah, very quickly after 
after season one, waiting for vans was like annoying just because they weren't always there. And that wasn't anybody's fault. It was just like, eh, I can walk it. It's only going to be 15 minutes. And then eventually people started getting bikes. And then there was like <laughs> just this one season where like everybody had a bike. Um, either bought it from somebody local or we all just, we would rampage in the target over in. <laughs> yeah. Y'all had beach cruisers. Yeah. We just, just like find a bike. And then at the end of the season, if you didn't want your bike, you just gift it to somebody who was local or, or I, I packed mine up and had it shipped on the, on the truck. Where is that bike? Oh wait, that's the bike that got stolen off the our bi- porch. Yeah. That's the bike that got stolen. Ah, dicks. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Well, somebody else is enjoying my seaside bike. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Um, and then what happened to the arcade? I know there was an arcade that you guys went to a bunch that I think so isn't there now. It's underwater. Okay. Um, during that hurricane. That hurricane, the, 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 that horrific footage of, like, the roller coaster that's in the water, that was that was all seaside. What, what hurricane was that? I forget, but seaside got flooded. Like, everything was underwater. I remember there was a newscast. Um Later in the years, so like the places where you guys would hang out, all got flooded out. Yep, there was so the way it worked was uh, uh, Popa had seen this documentary about the uh, Donkey Kong and how it's like <laughs> it's famous for having this kill screen. Like okay. you, you can only play so many levels of Donkey Kong, and then eventually, like the little Mario looking dude starts spinning in a, a thing. And, oh, it's the kill screen. Yeah, the kill screen. So we would always joke about Donkey Kong kill screen, and we found like a stand up arcade, old school one. That had Donkey Kong. So we would, like, we'd get off work, and at, like, one at a time, we'd go to this, the arcade and play Donkey Kong. We'd always send each other pictures. We'd be like, kill screen today? And then we'd just, like, play Donkey Kong. That was, like, one of the one of the jokes for that season. I love that. And then, so, po- you've mentioned Popa's name a couple times. I know mm-hmm. Popa's a good friend of yours. And now he's worked on the crew, just like you, for a long time in various positions. And he started making videos of himself going places like Popa yeah. goes to Miami Japan. and Popa goes to Japan. Yeah. And then they, there was a day when you, Popa and Bunya all went to New York when you had a day off from Jersey mm-hmm. and like, just that was like filmed yourself. Like, and so like, we're going to link to this video, I think in the blog. So there's a Popa to. goes to New York video of all yeah. you like three crew guys just off for the day. And how did that day come about? And like, what did you guys do? So it seems like a perfect day off for like it someone was on the crew. Such court. a magical day off. Uh, how did it come? So we were, that was a Snookwow. I think it was like the last season of Snookwow we were doing. And it was, I want to say, probably the last time I had a long stay in Seaside. And that was also the like the best room I've ever had at the Sea Garden. Um, <laughs> the internet was always shit. Right. Um, it, most of the hotels I stay in, the internet shit. It's been like an uphill battle. Right. For the life of me. But I remember uh, Popo was my roommate that year, and I want to say it was room thirty-three. We were definitely on like the third floor in the corner. And uh, I remember him. He sent me a text one day, and he just said, "Hey, life changing." Or he's like, I'm just letting you know there's a life-changing thing that's about to happen. I was like, what the fuck is it? He's like, I'm going to tell you about the internet. And I said, oh, <laughs> tell me more. There there was a corner shop that always changed every year. It was like it was like a bagel place one year and then like an ice cream place one year. And then I forget what it was the last year. It was another dessert thing. Okay. But they were only open until about 5 p.m. and then they would close. They left their internet on 24-7. Oh. And in that room, we had perfect access to their internet. 
<laughs> and it was free if you knew the password. So we'd always go in there, of course, like before and after work. Mm-hmm. So we finally found out, like, oh, we can. We just needed we pirates. Someone else's movies. Internet. We can play video. <laughs> like everything we ever wanted to do, we can fucking do it. And it's right there. Um, but we had in, in this particular year, we would work five days a week instead of six. And so we all like the way they scheduled it. It was like everybody was off for two days nice. in a row. And that, that rarely happens, um, at least in this situation. <clears throat> so Popa had, had figured out, like, okay, if we're going to have two days off, we, we should go to New York and, like, enjoy the day. And, uh, and it was he, – he planned the whole thing. It's like we're going to go visit every old bar in New York. And then we'll go, like, see an old rerun movie, and then we'll go to the pizza place in Little Italy. Lombardi's, uh, Little Italy. yeah? Yeah, Lombardi's. And then we'll go to, like, a fancy dinner. We'll have, like, a steak dinner and, and drink Manhattans, and then we'll get on the so bus. this is a day of, back. like, drinking and eating, basically, Essentially, and having fun it was just in like New York. just, like, one drink at every old bar, go see a movie, get pizza, Lombardi's, more, more stuff, of- cupcakes at the, the, the fucking... Famous place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been there. We've been there. We, yeah, we have. And now we can't remember it. And they, they make jokes about it in Broad City and everything. Um, we just didn't like the big tourist thing. And but then, how fun! And It was a and real good time. Popa filmed the whole thing and, and made it into and this. And made a video. Yeah. Adorable video. And I love it. And we will be linking to it below and in our blog. <laughs> um, and I, arguably... I think Popa Goes to New York is number one of the Popa series, <laughs> and Popa Goes to Miami is number two. But. There is argument about what... <laughs> about Popa Goes to about Japan. About which best Popa Goes others, to. others, but, yeah. you know, those would be my favorites. Um, I think the soundtrack to New York is solid. <laughs> I think we nailed it. Definitely nailed the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, after having this experience, and, and now, like, again, this was kind of... This is a long time ago now, and you've worked on a, n- a billion other shows since then, and are working mm-hmm. right now on a show, and... You're always working on different shows. What, what's your takeaway from your experience on Jersey Shore? I mean, it was such a phenomenal hit. It was so crazy as far as pop culture. And, and you were one of these people. You know, I don't think people really understand what it takes to make a show. The, the people that are working around the clock, like they just see the final product with these, you mm-hmm. know, actors or reality people or stars or whatever. You know, they're not necessarily actors. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> so for you, having lived it, filmed it experienced it internally from the inside what's your takeaway i mean you know it's funny it's it's just a job it winds up being just a job it's funny how that it boils down to that you never know if you're working on a hit and when it becomes a hit you're also still kind of blown away that it's a hit yeah uh and i guess i don't know I don't know if there's anything I can take away from it. I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm glad it worked out. I'm glad it was a job. I'm glad I got paid. I'm glad I got to go places. Uh, yeah, it was a kind of a crazy experience. I think it's the craziest experience so far just because of how big it was. I mean, because it was a big hit overnight. Like you were working on another <clears throat> show when it was premiering and you were watching their Facebook page like just blow up in real time. That was kind of the craziest. I think that, just going through that, um, we were working on the last season of Tool Academy and uh, it was around Christmas time. I think it was December. Um, And the show was on and just our director was like refreshing the page and watching like followers go from like, I don't know, 13,000 to like 130,000. It was such a real time thing to watch. And then having to uh, 
I think the biggest thing for me, I mean, I would get really bored shooting <laughs> these people. <laughs> you? Me? Yeah. Never. The, I think the, the coolest thing for me was by the time they got to Italy, they all had agents, managers, and they were doing movie deals. They were all going to be in Three Stooges and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I had this ability to dial in any microphone I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cast was allowed to have their cell phones to make manager and agent calls like once a week. And those were the phone calls I would listen to. Because it was the most interesting thing to me. Because I was right. like the the dynamics of, of of them in the house was was I was already just kind of lost on me. Not, not because it wasn't like good stuff to shoot, but it's just because it was kind of like old hat. It was the same old stuff. Right. Well, you'd been shooting it for years now. And you, at this point, you were a man in your what thirties. Pushing yeah. 40, you're not the target audience for this stuff. Right. So it's not really so, your cup of tea. So the most fun for me was, like, especially in Italy, when they would be up all night and, and hanging out, was to, to like, listen to them uh, talk to their managers and agents. And then you you quickly realize, like, they're they're not the same people as season one at all. Mm. Well, you couldn't be. No. You, you couldn't be. At that point, there's it's impossible. Right. You're not. At all the same. You're making... You're and these are real people. I mean, you said, you've said before to me that season one of Jersey Shore was the most real... 1,000% authentic. Yeah. Like, they... There was... That is that the is most documentary... Like, documentary style of this. Most okay. hands-off. Like, these people are just going to exist. You film it. And we go, okay, great. And that's what we and did. And who would have known that all these years later we'd be talking about it? It's still the yeah. most asked about show and... Became this huge hit and this pop culture phenomenon. Um, our oldest daughter, the one that came with me to Miami to visit you, you know, she's in her twenties now, and even oh, she yeah. was like, "Oh my gosh, my friends have so many questions for dad." And, da, 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 da. and it's That's so insane to me, so bizarre. But um, it's hard to explain what I do. If, it is. If I if I had to boil it down to just like a really dull answer, it's just getting things on screen. insight and details from the stories you heard today, plus pictures and videos of crew life on the road and behind the scenes of production, please visit our blog. It is linked below and you can also visit talesfromtvpodcast.wixsite.com. You can find us on social media at Tales from TV on Instagram and Tales from TV Podcast on TikTok. Remember to follow, like, and comment to let us know what you think. Do you have a question for Andy you would like him to answer on the show? Please email it to talesfromtvpodcast at gmail.com with the subject question for Andy, and we will do our best to answer it in a future episode. Thanks for listening.